The Genesis Foundation was founded by John Studinsky in 2001. Over the past 20 years, the Foundation has donated more than £20 million to the arts. Through its funding and partnership model, it's enabled opportunities for thousands of young artists in theatre and music, building both their experience and their resilience. The Foundation's main focus is on partnerships with leading arts organisations such as the Young Vic, National Theatre, Almeida Theatre and the Sixteen, and on training programmes that equip emerging artists for life as a creative professional. Every two years since 2012, the Genesis Foundation presents the Genesis Foundation Prize to recognise an outstanding mentor of young artistic talent whose work has effected real change in the practice and careers of arts professionals or graduates. The £25,000 Genesis Foundation Prize is the first and only prize of its kind to recognise individuals who give others the confidence and inspiration to achieve artistic excellence in their chosen arts field. It's designed to assist prize winners in furthering their work. The winner of the Genesis Foundation Prize 2022 is George Turvey, Artistic Director of Papatango, the theatre company that not only works with young writers to develop their plays for the stage, but takes the process right through to a production. George chose as his guest on this Artistic Minds podcast the playwright Samuel Bailey, whose play Shook won him the Papatango New Writing Prize in 2019. In a production directed by George, it played a sold-out run at Southwark and garnered a host of glowing reviews. Robbed of a West End transfer by the pandemic, Shook was filmed and showed both on Sky Arts and online last summer. The focus of George and Sam's Zoom conversation is how they found the experience of working on the play together and what lies ahead as a result of George's 2022 Genesis Foundation Prize. Hi Sam, uh, thanks so hey, much George. for for talking to me today. Oh, so, so I guess what we're what we're going to be talking about is mentors and and mentoring, and I've been thinking a lot about this recently uh, for for two reasons. One reason is because a, a very early mentor of mine passed away just before Christmas, very sadly, which made me kind of take stock on the kind of impact that he personally had on my own career and my own journey. And obviously the the second reason is because of the the wonderful news that I was being awarded the Genesis Foundation Prize, which thank you and uh, and recognizes my own work as a as a mentor, which which I think made me reflect a lot on that as well. And uh, and even kind of thinking of myself as a mentor, because I don't think that I've ever particularly considered the work that I have been doing over the years as that. But then I think the more I thought on that, the more I realised that perhaps it was what it was. And I I suppose it it has been about, as I say, that that kind of reflection on my own life and my own career and the impact that the mentors in various different shapes and sizes and and, uh, have had an impact on me. And for me, it is just that vital intervention and encouragement at a time which I, I can see retrospectively was quite vital and important that made a huge difference. I'd love to know, is that something that you ever think of in yourself and in your own career and your own journey as an artist, as a writer? Yeah, obviously, you know, even if you yourself have not thought of yourself as a mentor, you know, that's something that I've regarded you as from, you know, our working relationship because of the work that we've made together and your experience in making you know, making work with Papa Tango and the way that I came into that project, 
I absolutely sort of looked towards you in that way because so you've been making shows building in scale or towards that scale for 11 years or more and it was my first professional show so I'd made other bits of work before but I certainly was coming into it pretty green and I really valued the way that you handled me and handled the play and the words that I'd written in such a sort of careful and considerate way and I think without that stewardship maybe the play wouldn't have been what it was and obviously that was in a in a directing capacity as well as a mentoring capacity in terms of helping to prepare me for you know what the impact of having that show on might be on my career and where that might lead and all those sorts of things so obviously there was that dual role in terms of you were the director of the show but you and Chris at Papatango were helping me to come to terms with how my career might be impacted by the show being on in positive and <laughs> or potentially negative ways that hopefully not negative ways but um but uh yeah so I've had other sort of more formal mentors I suppose um given to me through programs that I've been on like the old Vic 12 which I was very grateful for but I think like that mentor mentee relationship in terms of you're somebody who I always feel that I can come to if I've got a problem or if I've got a question or if I'm you know I'm I'm wrestling with something and I think that's such a key part of that relationship is that it's with somebody that you really feel comfortable just going ah I've got this thing rattling around in my head and can you you know with your greater experience or years in the industry what's what's your take on it and um well, I hope that that's a relationship <laughs> yeah. that we have. That's how I perceive it. Well, I'm, it anyway. I, I'm, de- I'm <laughs> um, delighted so. to hear that. I mean, I think I think that's so important, and I do think it is. It, like for me and the work that Chris Fox and my colleague at Papatango and I have have done over the years, I think it, it's about that exactly as you say. It's about that support and that encouragement, and and I think. For us, the, a key thing in building Papatango is, is about putting the faith in the artist because I think, to me, it, it has always felt within theatre that there's so much pressure on an individual artist to, to kind of do the work and to come up with the goods. And if you don't come up with the goods, then that's your fault and that's why you're, you, you know, you're, you're not progressing. And I think for us, it has always felt about it's a collective responsibility. It's our responsibility as a company and particularly as the prize has grown over the years, it's our responsibility to protect the playwrights that we are <laughs> pushing out into the limelight and and saying, you know, here's a brilliant new artist. It's our responsibility to make sure that they are supported and, and that they can progress uh, with that support and that we're not just exposing them and uh, and walking away if it doesn't work but that we can give them the tools to show off their skill and for me that is what a mentoring is about is about helping people to be the kind of best they can be as opposed to trying to mold them in your own uh, in your own form that's why i feel we've been so lucky with papatango because by the nature of the prize, the artists come to us, and we get to say, "Okay, let's work with let's work with this one." And we've been so lucky to be able to work with people like you, uh, and all the brilliant writers we've worked with over the years, and to to then see them kind of really go out there and do incredible work and and go on and and continue to have careers is is amazing. I feel very 
blessed and honored that you think of me as a as a as a mentor because i think from from my point of view all i'm trying to do i suppose is is open the door and and let you kind of dance through it well i mean i guess it's it's not a it's not a clearly defined thing as you say you know in terms of you know i think of you also hopefully as a mate and you know and as a and as a director and as a and a, as a colleague i yeah. suppose as well do you know what i mean so it's not necessarily a clearly defined role it's an interesting one with the Papatango and the way that our relationship developed because it isn't obviously we're making work yeah. together, you know, so there is a sort of peer peer aspect to it. And we have also developed a friendship, but also, yeah, looking up to you as somebody who I'm like, oh, you've made loads of great work and you have all this experience and stuff. So it's, yeah, it's, it's an interesting one, isn't it? It's not a clearly distinct thing, but... Yeah, looking back retrospectively, thinking, oh yeah. He, I think that's a really interesting thing because I think, like quite often, when I have been thinking back over my own career and mentors I've had, like I, I have had definitely more formal relationships with mentors, but I would consider a lot of my friends to be mentors to me because they are people, you know, they might have been people who were a couple of years ahead of me but that I have used them, whether they're aware of it or not, as inspiration and as a sort of guide for where I wanted my own career to go and how, and how I wanted, you know, where I wanted to be when I reached a certain point. When you do think of the word mentor, you, you feel like, you know, there's a, a kind of 75-year-old man who's been there and done it all and, and can sit you down and, and tell you. Yeah, it's some sort of it, impartial <laughs> sort of voice somewhere over there that doesn't have anything exactly. really and just, yeah. yeah. Go, you go for dinner with them and they, and they talk you through their... It's not really no, like that. No, exactly. And I think the, the more informal ones sometimes have a much bigger impact without ever realising that they, that they do. I, I do think it, so much of it comes down to that kind of belief in you and that encouragement. And sometimes that is just a friend telling you that they think you're doing well or, or that, you know, that congratulating you on something or, or pushing you on a bit more because I just think particularly in the arts I think that's so important to have somebody to back you and to uh, and to give you that opportunity and I think that's what we always try to do with with the Papatango Prize is to really really back the writer throughout and to really really support them and and make them feel energized and that they can kind of achieve what they want to achieve as opposed to limit themselves and and feel like you know maybe I'm not ready because again I think there is a lot of that within theatre of a sense that if you are emerging or if you're a newer writer or director or uh, actor that uh, it's a risk to put you on the stage or to give you that opportunity and I think for us, and very much that leads into the project that we're going to be working on together that's being supported by the Genesis Foundation Prize, the uh, Playwright Player Commission, is again trying to kind of examine why it's considered a risk to give somebody a main stage opportunity and what levels of support can you put in place to, to take away that element of risk or to, to make the artist feel empowered and so that they can do their best work and, and you can make that a success. I think, yeah, I mean, it's it, just sort of like go back a little bit in terms of what you were saying there. I think in terms of the process that Papatango put in place when you're making the play, you know, I've gone through a, a couple of processes, I suppose, and 
it is quite an exposing thing, you know, having a play on. It's a, you know, it's a, it's a personal piece of writing that, you know, doesn't necessarily have to be autobiographical for it to be a big part of yourself, you know, that you're, that you're writing into those characters. And obviously you're putting it out there and, and essentially asking people their opinions on what they think. That can be a really sort of, you know, that can be quite a vulnerable place to be in. So having that structure in place around you, it just felt like a very encouraging environment in which to sort of dip my toes into the water and go, okay, yeah, I feel like I can say this or like I feel like this is a this is an environment in which I can really, yeah, say what I want to say and make something that we all feel really proud of. That's not a given, I don't think, in terms of um, a creative process. And I think you guys should be really proud of that and the the environment that you create, I think, is a, a huge part of why Papa Tango is so successful. Thanks. And I think, I think the interesting thing, and, and it is something that we talked about right from the very beginning of, of Papa Tango, was that the thing we wanted to do was to produce the plays. Because I, I feel like there is a lot of brilliant development opportunities and training opportunities for writers mm -hmm and particularly emerging writers or younger writers. But what is kind of lacking for me at the end of that is that final kind of leap of faith that puts that work on, on stage. Yeah. I, I can understand why so many places won't do that because there is an element of risk involved in it. But I, I just wish, for me, I just wish that there were more that would back them and would put the work on the stage because plays are meant to be played they're meant to be performed it's such a shame i think that 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 is the the element that is missing from so many development opportunities i think it's the only way that you can truly truly sort of progress as a writer or as a creative person is to yeah is to make work and have opportunities to make work and like that process of winning the prize and then that redrafting process of what is it maybe six, months, six yeah. months between or less four, four, five months six months of between winning the prize and going cool you've got a play here we all really like it it's gone through the reading process we believe in it but we need to do some work on it to make sure that it's ready was like one of the most intense six months of my like enjoyable but like really sort of intense and you're and you know and you're and we're having these sort of dramaturgical conversations where you're like, cool, so let's change the end. Let's do this instead. And you're like, oh God, I've been sort of writing this play in my room on my own for two years. And I don't know if I want to change the end, you know, but like actually only in doing that process and having that goal at the end whereby you know that play is going to be on and you know, or you hope lots of people are going to come and see it. Only by doing that, I made a bigger leap in that six months, I think, in terms of developing my craft and, and becoming a, a better writer than I think I did in the probably three, four years before that, because that sort of crucible environment of like, cool, we've got, it's going to be on, we've got to do this, like there's no other option, but to make sure that the play is ready and is of a standard that people aren't going to, you know, walk out halfway through is the best way. And it's such a difficult thing for emerging artists and new writers and stuff to get work on. You know, like that is the, that is, and that's the yeah. key, isn't it? Yeah. As you say, plays are meant to be seen. Yeah, it's, so. it's interesting that, um, that intensive period of development, because I do always feel sorry for all the 
uh, the prize winners because I know how intense it is. But there is something about... Oh, you shouldn't feel sorry. It's, a, it's an amazing, it's a great period. I think there's something, as you say, something so important about knowing uh, and helpful about knowing that at the end of it, the play is going on at that set date because it means that it, it, it helps with the momentum of it, I think. It's a balance, isn't it, you know, in terms of finding that perfect amount of development time compared to that perfect amount of, well, getting the show on or whatever. And, you know, as I say, I look back on it as a time of like real sort of like creative, you know, it was great. Like the juices were flowing and it was just like, right, cool, let's make some decisions and all that sort of thing. So, so yeah, it was great. But like with any pressured situation, you know, it could it could go another way like if that if that process isn't handled in a way that we've spoken about already you know with care and making sure that the writer feels like they're being listened to and that their considerations are being taken into account but also pushed you know to take that play to the next level you know it, it could I mean it could have all ended in tears you know <laughs> if we you know you could fall out and uh, you know all that sort of thing but it doesn't because I think you guys handle it really well and that mentoring aspect of it of you guys going well you know we've done this 11 times before and we sort of know what works but we're not going to make you do anything but this is our advice and you know there was a particular I think dramaturgical thing in the play that it maybe took you three or four note sessions for me to like make that change because I was like resisting it and resisting it and it was absolutely the right change to make but it just took me it took it took me some time to, to for my own brain to sort of come around to it and go okay yes I see the value in that and you never said this is what you have to do or if you don't do this it'll be a mistake and you'll regret it or you know whatever you just sort of like calmly each time just kept sort of bringing it up and going well what are your what are your worries or like why don't we just try it and you know I can be quite intransigent <laughs> so like it took it took me a while to to reach that point where I was like okay yeah I totally see why mm. this makes sense and and what it says about the world or the character or how it how it is a more bittersweet ending or whatever but it was yeah you know it was uh yeah it was a great process and I really enjoyed it yeah I'd love to talk a little bit about the the thing that I mentioned earlier, the Playwright Player Commission, which we're, which we're going to be working on, supported by the Genesis Foundation Prize. And it, I, I suppose for, for us, when we were, as Papatango, when we were looking at this as a project and what we wanted to do, what it came from was this feeling that we have obviously been running the prize, I think, now for 30, I think we're into the 14th year of the prize. And it's been so wonderful to be able to support so many writers and to launch so many careers. But there's, there's always that feeling, I, I think, where we we launch a, a prize winner and uh, their play goes on and they get a lot of interest and they get that comes from that production. Mm. Uh, but then it's about how they make that next step. Like, how, how do they get onto the, the main stages. And that's when we started thinking about commissioning specifically for a main stage and what it would take to support a writer and to, to get that play from a commission to actually being staged, which is where we came up with this idea of looking at the whole commissioning strand and placing them with a, a sort of established director working at that scale uh, and an actor working at that scale to, to package the, the the kind of play from the very beginning which is which is what we're mm. going to be working on this year with you when I first spoke to you about uh, it, it as an idea what what kind of a, a, attracted you to it mm. as a as a project 
I remember exactly where I was when you rang me, uh, walking, walking down the road in Bristol uh, on a very hot summer's day. Yeah, no, I mean, obviously, I was, I was thrilled to be asked. I mean, you don't remember where you are when a specific phone call happens if it, you know, if it doesn't make you feel a certain way. So I was like, oh, my God, that's a great opportunity. And obviously, thank you for thinking of me. And I just thought that it really sort of answered a question that was both in my mind and I think actually as you say there's there's a need for in our industry that was yeah how do you take that next step big ideas for big stages and I think you know lots of writers would would think that like they are very capable of making that leap or at least giving it a go anyway but how do you get someone to take a risk on you how did Lucy Preble take that step from um, the sugar syndrome up to Enron do you know what I mean like I mean that's that's Enron, an incredible, incredible play from like a brilliant playwright. But it was, you know, you you need somebody to to believe in you to take that sort of economic risk from going from a, a small studio play, or not a small play, but like you know something like Shook, which was was the audience in at the Southwark yeah. hundred and ten, to potentially going up to a sort of six hundred seater for for four or five weeks. So I mean, yeah, to be given an opportunity to potentially make a play for a space akin to the Bristol Vic or whatever, you know, is is an incredibly exciting opportunity and something that all writers sort of like dream of, you know. It, as you say, it does take a leap of faith from somebody and it, it goes back to what I was saying before about that thing of the, there's a lot of pressure on you as a writer if you're left alone, you know, if somebody says, you know, I love Shook, <laughs> uh, and now why don't you write a play for for our main stage and you have to go away and do that without any kind of and and then we'll see you know we'll see mm. if we like it in the end i think for us that was where the idea for the uh, playwright player commission came about was because it, we felt like if we yeah. embed somebody like Sally Cookson who uh, who you'll be working with on your commission from the very beginning then it feels a bit to me and i and hopefully to you like it takes some of that pressure away from feeling like you've got to uh, go away and come up with an incredible play and uh, you know in 6 months and then we'll we'll put it on there is a lot again in theater i feel of this feeling that you that you as an individual have to be a genius otherwise it's not going to work and you're not going to have a career and and i feel like collaboration is so key and it's the way as we've already talked about that we've worked together on shook and uh, chris and i have always worked as with papa tango that if you can kind of get more people involved and more heads together it's only going to improve something as opposed to Mm. just putting all of the pressure on one person so i i think um as you say it is it's a leap of faith but it's it's one that i i feel is so important and uh, i'm can't wait to to get started with you and uh and see what we come up with when you link it to meetings that i've had in tv or whatever which since doing shook you know which certainly wasn't happening before shook was on um whereby you know i've written a 75 minute stage play and and then you go into a tv meeting and they're like what's your idea for a six hour long drama and you're like what i sorry I, i don't know how to write something of that scope or you know not yet anyway um so i think you know i was working full time writing in the evenings when i when i was sort of writing shook and just sort of 
bit by bit sort of constructing this play in my own time without any pressure to like until obviously we went through that process of redrafting and then once that's happened you then sort of going into meetings and people are going cool yeah what's this what's your next big idea and you're like oh god maybe I don't have any ideas maybe maybe none of my ideas are any good or maybe they're not gonna you know they're not gonna suffice for a big stage or whatever and that you know that can be like it's it's a scary prospect I guess so like then having that structure around you, which is what the Playwright Player mission will bring, will just help to make that transition a bit easier. And like, as you say, a little bit less pressured and a little bit less, less like the onus is all on one person. It feels that the most vital thing now is working together and creating work together and, and finding yeah. ways of and doing that in a room with someone like Sam yeah. <laughs> yeah. is, uh, you know, is an absolute privilege. I mean, like, I, you know, first started watching theatre in Bristol and, you know, she's a huge figure in, well, not only Bristol, the Bristol uh, landscape of theatre, but in, in national theatre. And so just, like, watching Jane Eyre and going, oh, my God, this is yeah, an incredible piece of theatre. So, like, getting to make work with her... I, it was inconceivable to me two years ago. Do you, do you know what I mean? Like, it was inconceivable to me six months ago. And now I'm going to be in a rehearsal room wrestling with Sally Cookson while she tries to make me do something <laughs> I don't want to do, you know, or whatever. So, which is, uh, God, you know, what what an amazing opportunity. And, and, you know, whoever comes in to be that lead role that in that sort of, like, already having conversations about who that person might be and and it's just it's a it's it's a pin it's pinch me sort yeah. of stuff isn't it really i suppose you know it's um yeah having you know having you and the genesis foundation to to sort of thank for that is uh it's great can't yeah. wait to get started and i think for me the thing that i'm most excited about with it as a project is is to get to continue that relationship with you and take that on to another project because quite often for, for us with Papatango you know we we launch a prize winner and then we're on to the the next prize and, and the next winner and the next play yeah. and I, it's long been something that I've wanted to do to continue that relationship and and to have it develop and obviously this will be a, a different way of working because I won't be directing on this one but I'm excited about that in itself because I you know I get to to work with you still developing the script but also see you kind of grow working with Sally so I think that's the, the thing as I say that I'm most excited about is is to get to continue that relationship and and hopefully see you kind of smashing it on the <laughs> on a main stage making something together is why we all make theatre yeah. you know like if, if if we wanted to author something solely then I guess I'd write a book but I've got <laughs> no interest in doing that on my own like we all want to be in a room mucking about playing games testing things out and having fun you know and I think that's like that's at the core certainly of why I like making mm. theatre is because I like doing it with other people and that's what this opportunity is going to give us the chance to do and hopefully make an exciting play that people are going to want to come and yeah. see at the same and it time. It feels like very much to me still 
past mid-pandemic and, and beyond that that kind of getting back to collaborating with people is the most exciting thing you know being back in a in a rehearsal room and and being able to create theatre in yeah. that way feels like all I want all I want to be doing for more information on the Genesis Foundation, visit genesisfoundation.org.uk, where you can also find details about the Genesis Foundation Prize. For more about Papatango, go to papatango.co.uk. To listen to more episodes in the Genesis Foundation's Artistic Minds podcast series, please subscribe and consider leaving Artistic Minds a review. And do look out for another episode of Artistic Minds very soon.